Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast for two sisters who now live closer together, talk with family and friends um, about their favorite movies. So I will let Eleanor introduce our guest and movies actor. I'm not sure. It's it's a different kind of episode today. Also, we live closer, but you provided no context. That means nothing. Um, but anyway. Oh, sorry. So Annie recently moved to California, but the different side of the state. But our guest today is our cousin, John Lavelle, who will be going in detail about the filmography of a certain Tom Hanks. Um, so it'll be interesting because I, I have lots of thoughts on Tom Hanks as well, as a person, as, as an actor as the quote-unquote non-activist, so it'll be great. So I'm excited to hear the thoughts. So, John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I, there's not much to say, really. I think we all can acknowledge that, but <laughs> Which is a- <laughs> there are two things I really enjoy in life. One is ranting, and the other one is movies. And this really presented a great opportunity for me to, to kind of go off on a rant about the uh, so-called illustrious career of one Tom Hanks. Okay, the so-called illustrious career. Please go into detail, like, why Tom Hanks? There's a lot of actors who've had long, illustrious careers. What is it about Tom Hanks that riles you, per se? Oh, the list is so long. And, like, I don't want to go way too far off the rails here. Like, obviously, he has some great movies as well. But I, I think the negatives have begun to take over the positives in the kind of an appalling way let's as you know i have an extensive list and i'll just start with what i <laughs> no, call no, 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 no. wait wait okay john before we do Tom that Hanks. what <laughs> before I, before you rant um which i'm totally open to and will welcome full force we do something called speed friending and while we know you our our podcast listeners oh, wait. don't know you also, we have to talk about this use of we in this situation because there's never been a time since Annie instituted speed friending that I have partaken. <laughs> do you want to do it, Eleanor? You go ahead. You go ahead. No. No, I don't. Also because we specifically told John we wouldn't be grilling him, and this seems like grilling. Ah, do you... Okay. Annie, ask your questions. Yeah, go ahead. Annie. You can, you can ask me these they're questions They're really silly. Okay, what's your favorite day of the week? For favorite day of the week? Yeah, just like favorite day of the week. <laughs> I would say uh, Wednesday is very solid. Okay, why? All right, so this is admitting too much about myself already. This quick friending thing is backfiring terribly. <laughs> like, I, I love the show Survivor. <laughs> and it's premiering tonight. And um, it's on Wednesdays. It is okay. on Wednesdays. And... Uh, and, you know, Damn, Jeff you Jones have is a quite of... a night with Survivor and the Brewers, Brewers and us. Yeah. I'm surprised you agreed to this day. I did agree I to this day. But... Um, okay, John, second question. Do you have, and this is going to be interesting for us, do you have an animated crush? Oh, wow. What? what a great question. So Thank you. When I was... When I was young, Annie uh, never does these questions past me. Beat jobs. <laughs> I find them hilarious. When I was young, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, and Space Jam came out, and I think Lola Bunny was pretty attractive when I was like eight years old. Okay, so I rewatched that movie this summer. It's yeah. still great. It like holds up. 
Yeah. Oh, I hope so. And LeBron's redoing or doing Space Jam too. So. Yeah. Okay. Also, did you wait before we move on, John? Did you see who's directing Space Jam too? Or I don't know. If, I don't know if he's directing it. I think maybe was he just producing it, or is or is he actually directing? Okay. It? I think he's on to direct, which is perfect. Yes. Which is perfect. Okay. John, my last speed friending question, and this one is particularly, you know, I don't just about our topic. So Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks? Oh, this is easy. I I, I really actually do like Tom Hanks, but <laughs> I have some major <laughs> questions about some of the picks. You know, that, that he gets picked to be in? Yeah. Like, if you, uh, I'll get into it in a minute. Okay, no, 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 but now we're ready for it, so. Oh, oh, so here's a quick Tom Cruise thing, though, and this is a good thing to ruin for for everybody who doesn't know about this. Tom Cruise has a middle tooth, and if you go ahead and Google that, you will see what What I mean. What is it? (laughs) Okay. What is a middle tooth? Like, you know, people mostly have symmetrical teeth. Like, you know, you have two fronts, yeah, 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 can you move your way out? He has one right down the middle. <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh, is that that is ridiculous? It's real. This is, wait, Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise has a middle tooth. Oh, that he is looks weird. like a woodchuck. Yeah. How much wood? Do you think that? But okay, here's the thing. He's like very like kind of classically attractive, right? Yeah. I wonder why we think that because usually we think symmetrical people are attractive, and he's very not symmetrical or you could say he's like perfectly symmetrical because <laughs> he has oh. it right in the middle <laughs> maybe that's it maybe Which that's it <laughs> that's oh so weird yeah so if nothing I else can't comes look podcast, away. yeah you, you can see the middle tooth i'm glad to help yeah we'll definitely put this picture on our instagram spread the word tagging tom cruise (laughs) oh yeah if he could explain it i'd love to know like did he like move (laughs) other teeth around to get that one in the middle like it's so weird because it's like they're all aligned but there's one boom right in In the the center in the middle okay but tom hanks the man we're here to talk about are we talking we're starting bottom bottom 10 hanks I like that phrasing. So we can, <laughs> I think it's better to end on a high note, certainly. So Perfect. yeah, I'll, I'll start with what I called bottom Tom Hanks because 10 wasn't <laughs> enough. Um, okay. Larry Crown. Can I guess? I haven't I have looked at your list. Larry Crown. I can only assume it would be there. Oh, the circle? Did the you circle see the definitely. circle? The circle was bad, and the press around it was fascinating because they're like, oh, it's like Tom Hanks is a bad guy, but the movie wasn't good enough to justify him being in it as like a moderately evil Mark Zuckerberg. Um, Not believable in that role, also. No, also, it should be a good guy. Oscar Isaac, ex machina, believable bad guy, potentially. I also, oh my gosh, that was the most terrifying. I despised that movie. Oh, I love that movie. That makes sense. A lot of people do. I was in the minority. Yeah, yeah. you should check it out again. No. <laughs> but no, like, so you turn on that movie, and like everybody in that movie, actually, I like quite a bit. But like right away, there's like a cinematography flaw for me, which is like they start the movie off with like this loud song, and yes, I mentally chronicled this. This was not part of my research, and they start out with like this loud music kind of going on, and Emma Watson's driving in her car, 
they're kind of cutting around and then they they cut to the car and the music gets quieter <laughs> like as if you're yeah. not in the car with her which is just a total mistake to me and then i knew the rest of the movie was gonna suck right away so like that's spectacular because i'm not sure that i would have ever noticed that like ever no there's some pretty egregious editing errors that i think be you can notice even as like a non-professional watcher i would say oh are you do you consider yourself a professional watcher Annie, I went to graduate school in cinema <laughs> studies. <laughs> Let's That's be real. the most professional type of watcher you can be. I would agree. Yeah. That definitely makes you more qualified. But as an amateur, <laughs> but it I was feel so like bad you, I saw it. I feel like you put in the hours that equal the degree. You know what I mean? Like you've done your 10,000 hours, That's so it's fair. acceptable. We're using the Gladwell <laughs> method. I'll accept that. <laughs> That's how we should all just get graduate degrees. Like, you know. 10,000 hours. I'd be really into that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, the circle was definitely on the list. I I feel like it was such a waste of talent across the board. You know, they all read the screenplay and all agreed to be in it, and they all disappointed me. But part of the problem with that is it's like a Dave Eggers book. It's a Dave Eggers script. And this was when, collectively as a society, we were all obsessed with Dave Eggers. And I think there was that appeal. And that was also following on the heels of Hologram for the King, which was also not good and also not well-received and also Dave Eggers. I think all this to say is Dave Eggers is also overvalued as an American writer. Yeah, speaking of, let's let's go right there to Robert Zemeckis. (laughs) wait what is that is that a movie robert zemeckis is a human human. being (laughs) i don't know who that is (laughs) you've seen like so many things he has made annie back to the future is one of them okay so i know that movie (laughs) he also is responsible for several of my bottom tom hanks's (laughs) okay yeah i'll pull it right away I'll go to the one which actually caused all this, which was Forrest Gump. Oh, I, I have seen Forrest Gump. Yes. Which I find, like, criminally appalling as a movie. So here's the thing, though. People, like, love that movie. Like, they have a, like, a, a thing for it, you know? Like, a thing? What are you describing? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people actually have described Forrest Gump as, like, their favorite movie. Right, right, exactly. It's like this kind of like cult following. Like people are like, "Oh, this movie like changed my life," and it's like, "But why?" Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. So you don't want to ask a lot of questions because it all falls apart pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like were were some of your relatives in the Vietnam War? You know, like at some level, it's like all of these things were bad. Did you run across the country? Like, there's only so many levels that you can kind of identify with him. All right, so there it is. That's actually like what I think is the most offensive part of it. It's like he just decides to start running, and that's great. And like all of a sudden, he has these people, like all these people. He's like a religious experience. He's running all over the place. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows how. And all of a sudden, he just stops and never explains himself to any of these people who are just waiting for this guy to explain. He doesn't thank anybody. He doesn't do anything. He just stops. Go on. But is is that a searing indictment of American religious cults in the seventies? If it is, that I feel like you're giving Zemeckis a tremendous amount of credit. <laughs> Fair enough. Agreed. Oh, maybe. Wow. Okay. Again, 
I'm like very much excited for when I can curate your visit to Los Angeles because one of my favorite things to do is visit sites of failed cults throughout Los LA or like they failed but they're still trying to like hold on in 2018 and it's very fun to visit and I think so much of the you see the belief and the desire in these people's eyes to want something but then you inquire it all about the person who founded it, and, like, they don't have much information other than trying to sell you their $5 book. Um, so I, I'm going to give Zemeckis this. I'll go out on a limb. All yeah. right. All right. It's fine. Well, you really just took the air out of my balloon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate the movie. I just won't hate that particular part as much any longer. Here's the thing. She's well, a professional watcher, Josh. I think that we forget this. Right. She's a professional I believe we've established that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think the problem with... Also, the reason we're not expected to question it is because we know that he has some type of developmental delay. And at least in the 90s, in the same way that we weren't supposed to see race, we... I don't think we're supposed to question anything about people who were the term neurodiverse is what at least we would use in PCLA. I don't know about everywhere else. Has neurodiverse as a term, has neurodiverse as a term made it elsewhere? Sometimes I get really nervous that I speak a like language that is just like within like a 20 mile radius of where I live. That won't hit Milwaukee where I am for another 10 to 15 years. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate you giving me the heads up. Coastal elitism is a real thing. Yes. Coastal elitism is, like, the most real. But I, I just don't think we're allowed to question anything that Forrest Gump does because we don't want to be viewed as judging him for not being, like, up to speed, quote-unquote. Well, which is we- great because the movie doesn't offer any answers, ever. <laughs> so, like, anything he does, he's, you know, he's originless. There's zero answers. Right. Agreed. And he's the, not originless. He's from Sally Field. Right. But, you know, he's already like, we know nothing about him prior to like his eight year old, eight, eighth birthday. Mm. It's kind of like a strange scene with his mother. And I can't remember exactly what happened. I didn't. Full disclosure. Did not rewatch for the podcast. <laughs> Couldn't bring myself to do it. I did listen to some of the soundtrack, which is actually the best part of that movie. It's such a long movie. Like, it's a long long movie and i've decided that the perfect movie length is 90 minutes and anything outside of that i don't really want to watch <laughs> 90 minutes yeah that's uh Nin- 96 i would argue 96 tends to be examples? like where it's at okay um go for it illinois i think it's like honestly space jam i think is exactly 90 minutes it is space jam <laughs> like, is exactly 90 minutes well again it's we've also Totally decided that that's a perfect movie. So, oh, Space yeah. Jam, but also the movie Up. Like, I recently had a friend question me, and she's like, well, like, what movie do you like so much that's 90 minutes? And I was like, well, like, let's check. Like, my favorite movie is the movie Up. Like, that's just, like, my go-to answer. I love it. I'll always love it. I could watch it. Whatever. It's, like, exactly 90 minutes. And I was like, it, because you don't have to waste to, like, so much of your time. Like, the last Avengers movie, John, never ended. Never ended. It's not even over. Like, it's still not yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
was like three hours long. And by the end of it, I was just like, I want my time back. Like this was kind of, you know, entertaining, but it was just long. I loved that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But also Yeah, Up is great. Up made me very uncomfortable. I cry at movies. And again, probably sharing too much here. But I'm like (laughs) sobbing at this movie with a bunch of children around me. Like 14 (laughs) minutes in, and then I gotta gather myself for like another 10. And then 50 minutes later, again with the crying. (laughs) And then I walk out of (laughs) here. Looking like a complete moron, but like I love that movie. But it's, it's just, so good. I wish they would have told me I'd be crying so much because I would have waited to see it at home. <laughs> love it. Okay, like, wait, wait. Back to Tom Hanks, though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sidetrack. So we don't like Forrest Gump. No, no. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> I think that's fair so, to say for sure. What other movies of his don't we like? Castaway was another obvious one for me that I feel like a lot of people really enjoy. Why do you dislike it so intently? It's outside of Robert Zemeckis' involvement, <laughs> I find. <laughs> <laughs> I, like Again, like this is like an, another emotional movie I probably did cry during um, when he returned. Spoiler alert for a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> But, like, something about that, like, just, like, tore my heart out. Like, you know, you spent all this time and, you know, and I realized there's, like, cinematic value to, like, you know, this unrequited love. And this is what got him through it. And, you know, he kind of had this, like, static picture in his mind. And that's what got him through it. And, of course, that wasn't the case back at home. But, you know, there's there's all of that. But also, it was just, like, so disheartening walking out of that movie when I did. Because it just was soul-crushing for no apparent reason. Like, he wasn't, like, a jerk and discovered himself on this island. He was such a sweetheart. Gets on the plane, continues (laughs) to be one, and then gets back, and she's moved on. Well, okay, here's the thing. I actually feel that way about another Tom Hanks movie, The Terminal. That one is, like, hard for me Also on my list. (laughs) Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, in many ways, Castaway and The Terminal are the same movie. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of are. I feel like they could have filmed them concurrently. Right. Almost the it's exact like same, same plot. Yeah. Helen Wait, Hunt, okay. Catherine Zeta-Jones, same concept, though. So, side note, I am looking through um, Tom Hanks's like, IMDb page right now, and I think that his crowning achievement is being the producer of Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Like, good call. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the executive producer of both of those fine films. Who wanted Wait. to be in like the pitch meeting with Tom Hanks to throw that past him? Like Tom, sit down. I've got an idea. Let's take Mama Mia to the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would. I would argue that all of the fun production choices that Playtone makes is strictly a result of Rita Wilson. I think Rita Wilson has a much more like fun vibe and kind of guiding hand than we give her credit for. I think that's probably fair because it actually does explain some of these choices, which are unexplainable, (laughs) inexplicable, if you will, in any other way. Wait, what are some other of your inexplicable choices? Let's, uh, well, we can use Playtone as a launching off point. Okay. So 
Yes. Th- that this thing could you be do. this could be fighting words. What are, <laughs> what yeah, are you your, ready? It's on the what? list. <laughs> that that thing you do. Why? Is, why? Why? It's oh. a great what is, film. What is, it's a great what film. What's wrong with it? Like All what right, is so, wrong with it? Why don't you tell me what's right with it, and then I'll move on from there. <laughs> that thing you do. I mean, this this soundtrack is pretty epic. It's the only thing I remember of middle school, arguably. Um, and I was in middle school four years after this movie came out. But I think that was part of the thing of growing up in a conservative Catholic household. Like the... <laughs> Um, <laughs> a heavy dose of that thing you do was a part of it. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. No, but it's so good, and we have our main character go through struggle, and he thinks he knows what he wants, and then he thinks he achieves his dream. I think it bothers you so much because, as a Sagittarius, you see your struggle. <laughs> I, I feel like it was like Beatles light. That song yeah, is that... still stuck in my head. Still, I can hear it. Because it's good. It's catchy. It is very catchy, but I want to throw something past you guys. The movies that surround that thing you do in his filmography. Has anybody looked this up? Because it's like insane. So you So you've got in a row, you know, some of these movies you know that I don't care for, but I'll go through it. You got Sleepless in Seattle, A League of Their Own, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story. Then that thing you do, and then <laughs> saving private Ryan. Tell me this one of ha- these things doesn't belong here. This is how he had fun. I this agree. is how fun. This is yeah, he directed this movie. He also wrote this movie. This was doing Not this was like wrote it because that makes <laughs> it's an even bigger sin. <laughs> he wrote and he directed. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor is not lying to us. Yeah. He wrote and directed. I think this was his escape. Um, Tom Hanks I has a lot of interest. Um, you might know this. He's obsessed with typewriters. He's, he's a very like I think he's <laughs> No no no. But I a few years ago I worked at a place and like he was our like celebrity person and then as a thank you everyone's like well he loves typewriters so we sent him this like typewriter planter thing it was like two hundred dollars um because he's so obsessed with typewriters he made a documentary about it too he produced he executive produced a documentary about typewriters but i think he just likes retro stuff he i mean rita wilson got a fun part in it um then i think they do fun things together they do mama mia they do. They produced My Big Fat Greek Wedding one and two, two all the best simple. movies. Two is two simple. is <laughs> two is two is fun. Two is fun. You just have two to enjoy great. yourself. No, I I don't sign off on on that one. Wait, 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 John, where do you stand on a league of their own? Oh, major thumb up. Actually, I don't know if I put that in my notes. Actually, I I said. I remember loving, but it's been too long to say that they're still great. I actually take that back. I remember that just being great. It is great. I have woke up. But that was, you know, kind of like an interesting time in Tom Hanks' career, actually. A little history. He was doing like a lot of... History of the band, the myth, the legend. Yeah, if we're going to talk about the major film gap between the glorious Burbs and then... What is... What? Have you not seen the Burbs? What is the Burbs? Oh my god. I've never heard of that. 
classic 80s movie. It is, uh, I won't spend a lot of time explaining it because it's, again, just insane. But um, it's basically like a take on a suburban area where they like are convinced these people had just moved in next door um, are murderers. And like how like it all devolves around that. It's it's a comedy though, so yeah, obviously you can tell that. <laughs> well, this was this was when he was only doing comedies, right? Yeah, so it was like Big and some other stuff. The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, Joe versus the Volcano, terrible. <laughs> Radio Flyers, A Tales from the Crypt episode, and then A League of Their Own. So like that movie's what broke him out of some kind of weird kind of funk, which Colin Hanks has not found himself out of yet. Right, right. I mean, because here's the thing, like, Tom Hanks's career is very interesting, because I feel like he's got these, like, highs, and then he, like, chooses these kind of weird films. Yes. Um, and it's it's either, like, he is going to go for the Academy Award and, like, potentially win it, or he's just throwing spaghetti against a wall, you know? Like, he's like, whatever! No, exactly. Um, the Robert Langdon movies. What is yeah. that? Does he need so, the check? Is he spending all his money on typewriters? Like, what? Why? What was the stage, though, when he was funding his son's rehab? Because I also know that, like, was... I wonder what How year that matches up with. How rehab? You're breaking down barriers for me today in my Tom Hanks age. <laughs> oh, I do. It was, like, so selfless that he had spent all his Turner and Hooch money and he needed to... Uh, to do something to make money for rehab, then I take it back. I take well, it also, back. Like, also, I know because I live right now, not too far from it, but because he and his wife are both like really big into the Greek Orthodox Church, and they donated a really big family and community center that's like two blocks away, um, the Wilson Hanks Greek Orthodox Center. So I wonder when that also. What <laughs> I wonder who donated. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Apparently, Whoa. it's also Billy Zane of Titanic fame. It's also his Greek Orthodox Church too. Which I only I, know Billy like, Zane from Zoolander. I don't. Oh, true. I don't recognize you? Titanic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, 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 to call that a Billy Zane movie doesn't feel quite right. That's okay, fair. but. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. So the, the Academy Awards, he won 93-94, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, but then he also got nominated 95, Apollo 13, yep. nominated 98, Private Ryan. When was the... Then he didn't get nominated Green Mile, I don't think. No. No. That's kind of like when... a funky movie. Like, a lot of people didn't care for it. I loved the Green Mile. That is on my top really? Tom Hanks list. Okay, yeah. Wait, have we even finished the bottom? No, it's so long. Okay, tell us okay, what else is on the bottom. Uh, Polar Express. Oh, it is horrifying. Horrifying. Yes. You know who who's responsible for the Polar Express? Eleanor, I'm guessing you do. Um, I do. Annie, can you take a guess based on our conversation thus far in the podcast? No, I'm sorry. Robert Zemeckis, again. <laughs> Annie, remember? <laughs> Movie, is it a human... <laughs> No one knows. Not you. <laughs> yeah. So. What's his name? Robert, Robert what? Zemeckis. He's quite yeah. famous. Zemeckis with, with a Z, Annie. 
towards the bottom so of like, IMDb. Can you say that? Like, that would help me. <laughs> like... Who's going off on the horn out there? Feels Someone's upset. Is that me? I don't know. Yeah, it's, Is it... it's that LA traffic. Yeah, it's like completely silent in Palo Alto right now. So. Uh, sounds very serene. Very highbrow. It's it's yeah. pretty serene. It's very nice. Um, yeah, someone texted me today and was like, "How is the campus like feeling like gearing up to the big game?" And I was like, "No one here even cares about football." So, no. I don't even know about the big game. <laughs> Notre Dame and Stanford are playing on Saturday. They're both top ten right now. To be honest, Annie, I didn't know we were playing on Saturday until I think you and Teddy in a text message were something about, like, how are we going to watch the game on Saturday? And I had no idea what we were doing. Oh, it stops! Um, yeah, the, the alarm resolved itself. So, I don't mean to keep making this about Robert Zemeckis, but, like, what was with this weird period of time where he decided he had to make everything animated, which is what I think ruined Polar Express, potentially. Yeah, yeah, because it could have been a good film without. Um, I actually don't hate Tintin, um, but Polar Express no, is I like horrifying. Tintin. I like Tintin as well. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Tintin. Hey, get on our level. Sometimes I really worry about you. You're never going to reach your 10,000 hours. Yeah. Uh, you didn't put in no the research way. that Eleanor and I did for this podcast. <laughs> You guys, I don't have time right now. But he did, like, these movies kind of in a row. He did Polar Express, Beowulf, Christmas Carol. They're all kind of animated. They're all basically animated. And The Walk, I think, was kind of animated. Didn't watch oh, it. Didn't care for yeah, it. That, no, that one they that was when they he made Joseph Gordon-Levitt French, but also with kind of, like, Asiatic eyes. Yeah, I think he was kind of panned for that. Yeah. I'm yeah, okay. so, it wasn't, it's not good. No, so I'm glad I didn't spend the time. This isn't about Robert Zemeckis. This is about... <laughs> that's, for, that's for another day. Yeah, exactly. We need to go off on that rant. I'm all for it. Okay, so... So, Polar Express, high on the list. What, uh, on the bad list. We have the Robert Langdon movies. Yes. Understandably. Um... I think I sometimes think with movies like that, the celebrities here agree to it because they are they get tired of LA and they're like, this is having a studio pay for me to have a summer vacation in Europe. I honestly think that is plausible. Hey, yeah, why not? Yeah, if you've got that kind of pull, why not? I'll give you that. We're talking about the Da Vinci Code here. <laughs> I yes. Assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you know, Angels and Demons or whatever, because. Honestly, like if anybody's read the books, and I hope for your sakes you haven't. It seems like <laughs> I read Dan... the first one. I read Da Vinci Code. See, it's not even the first one. Jeez. Oh, so then no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like Dan Brown read like the Cliff's Notes of like Renaissance art in Paris and even Italy and, and Rome and the Catholic Church, and just wrote these stupid books. And I read them all. And I you read them all. I can't help it. They're so stupid. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember your mom describing it. And, like, your mom reads that. was such a good reader. And then having her describe it, it was so true. He writes every chapter 
in such a way that like you don't want to keep reading because it's so dumb but then he ends every chapter in such a way that you have to keep going yeah. and you you're like it's a, it's a hate reading the entire time it is <laughs> all the way it's like an addiction like it is how i yeah so that's part of I it i mean the joke's on me i read them and continue to <laughs> okay so the dan the brown trilogy that tom hanks Wait, did not good it's not over does does <laughs> Dan Brown still publish? Yeah, he just made this. He just oh my this gosh! Book. I actually like that better. He made it. He didn't write it. He made this other book recently. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a big mistake. If anybody wants to make one, listen to a Dan Brook Dan Brown book on tape. If you really <laughs> want to know how bad it is, that's the only way to get the information. Because I did that. And it was so bad. <laughs> Highly it recommend. It was really bad. Oh, it, it was so ridiculous. Okay, like, Eleanor, as an aside, apparently Robert Zemeckis is from Chicago. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> he also he also donated a building to USC, and that's problematic because many reasons. So would you like we have lots of judgments. Robert Zemeckis at some point. Oh no! No, we don't. No, like, we don't like Robert Zemeckis. I think we've like laid that down. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I've fully beaten that to death. I would say. Okay. Um, so, what else is on the bottom list? I, I feel like you know. I feel like maybe some of my top list is <laughs> is probably are we, are we at the, more controversial. A, maybe you've got mail. Oh, I, okay. I know I talked about this briefly, but. I've always hated the phrasing "you've got mail." You have got mail seems ridiculous to me. If someone can make that better for me, I would love to hear. So, so we need to go back to like 1992 in the AOL offices. Correct. Like, wasn't, okay. How did they decide on that? How did you've got mail? You have got mail. Yeah. You got, but oh yeah, I had never considered that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm breaking breaking ground here. I mean, really I broke I broke some stuff for you. You can break this for me. Yeah. Um, it sounds I am right probably, all heard it so much. I am going to wrestle with that for a while. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay. All, uh, also, it's an overrated movie. What I would say about You've Got Mail is it is one of those movies, in my mind, that like people love and they talk about how great it is. And then you rewatch it and you're like, it was mediocre, and Nora Ephron was fine. Yeah, totally. But I mean, I think to... Sleepless in Seattle is better. It like, is. If we're gonna go with like Tom Hanks rom coms, I would always choose Sleepless in Seattle. Let's throw Meg Ryan into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> Just rehash the whole movie, except worse this time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like Sleepless in Seattle is like endearing. You know, it's like. And Bill Pullman's in it. Bill Pullman, love, Bill Pullman, and Rosie O'Donnell, yep. and Rita Wilson. Yep, <laughs> all of my favorite. Oh, I didn't know and these people Victor were Garber. <gasps> Shit, I love Victor Garber. Same, so I love him a lot, and he's in that movie. All right, I gotta look up who okay. Victor Garber is. I feel he played he on Alias. Yeah, he played Sidney Bristow's dad, aka Jennifer Garner's dad. I was gonna say if you had referenced Legally and Blonde, he's in Legally for me, Blonde, that's where I yeah. Known. He's in Legally Blonde. He's like the bad um, professor. 
Also, I based on everything in the news right now, I do want to do a rewatch of Legally Blonde. Way ahead of its time. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. I already enjoyed that movie, and I think you're right. <laughs> we all should rewatch. Is it somewhere streaming right now? <laughs> so I'll okay. transition. I'll go. I'll go to the top list, and I'll go first to my to the movies where I feel like people don't like them very much, but I found them to be really entertaining. I'll start with Lady Killers. I'm a Coen Brothers. Wow. Big time. That is on my top list. Okay. And actually, in spite of Tom wow. Hanks, <laughs> I feel like J.K. Simmons Sorry. was hilarious in that movie. And it was before J.K. Simmons broke in it no was. way. Um, I also, I forget his name, but the one guy who at the end of Remember the Titans gets paralyzed and then dies is in it. And I love that. Yeah. He just plays a total dope and he's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Now I I found that movie extremely, I I just always enjoy it. Anytime I see it's on, which is not frequently, I will watch it in its entirety. Are you a Coen's brother fan normally though? Across the board. Pretty Uh, much across the board, I should say. What are we what <laughs> do i hear that you are not no i'm not i'm also not a francis mcdormand fan no, nor am i nor am i so far goes yep. difficult for me but i still enjoy it in spite of her much like tom, lady killers in spite of tom hanks okay okay great okay other top ones other top so road to perdition and um Ooh. okay yeah. i've always like and a lot of people don't know this this movie, or this came from a graphic novel, so it was one of the early ones to do so. And I thought, like, the cinematography, just based around that, like, all the shots were, I thought, really well done. The music, Thomas Newman, excellent. And then I thought it was all really well done across the board, especially upon rewatching. Um, Paul Newman is incredible. Daniel Craig's in that movie, for a lot of people who don't remember, very early on and, like, before he kind of broke out. And, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed that story, like, pretty much from top to bottom. And, the, you know, this is going to surprise everyone, but there was some crying. <laughs> <laughs> we have established that in movies, you're a crier. Well, think of the movies I brought up. I mean, if you didn't cry during the movie Up, you have no soul. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a human. We will not talk. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I don't okay, think like, I have any like, well, movies where I strangely because... cried at them. But that's <laughs> that um, was one of them. Were you always a crier at movies? Or was that like you reached a certain stage in your life whenever that was and you became a crier? Yeah, so like there's a great period. I would call this my teens and 20s where I would not <laughs> cry. Like I would find ways to just think of other things like yawn, drink a soda, like anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> to not cry, but you know, after you get a little more comfortable with yourself and you know, the fact that the 12 year old next to you thinks you're ridiculous for weeping during. <laughs> If you're not comfortable with that by the time you're in your mid-30s, and life's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I found that it's very freeing. Very freeing to, to get a good cry out for a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my I God. Here's a ridiculous a one. Time. I watched the movie About Time the other day. That got a cry out of me. <laughs> that is an amazing oh my movie. God. Okay, we love Annie, that movie. Love about time. We love <laughs> it's about so time. Good. Awesome. Okay, so true story. Annie and I, because 
aunt our great aunt Rita's funeral was in Massachusetts when Annie and I both lived there. So we took the day off of work and we went to her memorial service. And then we realized that like, if we went straight back after like the reception, we'd still have to go back to work. So we're like, let's find, <laughs> let's just go to a movie theater and see the first thing that fits in our time zone. And then it was about time and we were blown away. Yeah. Now, I, I also always associate that movie now with Aunt Rita. That's a good yes. association. Let's be yeah, real. right? It's oh, a God. great movie. Yeah, so that was Sunday. <laughs> After the package. <laughs> it's on HBO Go right now for all those listening. Um, yeah, big I, cry. I definitely will be doing that sometime soon. Yeah. Then now I need someone's that HBO there. Go account. Like, that's what I need in my life. You should get one. HBO Now, for those who don't have subscriptions to DirecTV or whatever. Get in there. <laughs> I need to. Yeah, so, you just have to subtly convince Bob. Exactly. I'm not, <laughs> no. I can't do it to him. He's so kind. He he's already paying say for no. all of our... He's yeah. paying for so many of our services. I actually um, have the Hulu password. I can't bring myself to plug it in because it <laughs> yes. makes me feel badly for your father. <laughs> Bob, just, Bob would feel so much better if he knew you were taking it. Oh, of it. he would love it. He'd be like, I did it all for John. If he, gives, <laughs> like, if he signs off on it, and I do want this in a document, then I'll, I'll use the password. We'll okay. be with him this. We'll be with him this weekend in Mexico, yeah. so we'll take a video of it. I'm putting that on my to do list, Annie. Excellent. Yeah, much appreciated. This is how you know I'm a Virgo. Is I have. And a here's the thing, with- John. In that video, the only thing my dad will be doing is laughing and going what? like, "What? What? This is ridiculous! What? I hope John appreciates this." Yes, he is my mother's brother. That is for sure. <laughs> Uh, oh. You're so funny. I will self-regulate here. Get myself back on track. Green <laughs> Mile, another I think controversial, like big cry film for me as well. Did um, you get really upset when Michael S. Duncan, Michael something Duncan? Clark, were you looking for? This got to be right. Yes. Yeah. Were you really upset when he died? That was. I, I was. Okay. I was like super. Were you crying? Felt so or was that yeah. in your 20s? No, no. Where well, you... this was a movie I didn't watch in the theater, so I was able to uh... freely cry at home. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's like going to be like the hallmark of the top Tom Hanks list. If I cried during it, it's probably on the list. <laughs> Although I don't remember crying during Lady Killers, The Burbs, <laughs> Captain Phillips, or The Post. Captain you liked the post? Great you know, there's a question mark after it. In my, I, what I, I felt like it was such like a hodgepodge. Like, oh my god, shit's going on in Washington. We've got a story. We need the press to be brave. Let's throw this movie together. And like, you're, <laughs> so I've talked about this before. I'm in a sidebar. Meryl Streep doesn't use an accent, except for the Meryl Streep accent. No matter what role, <laughs> she just sounds like Meryl Streep to me. And I haven't okay. seen Mamma Mia. Well, because she is Meryl Streep. So, like, mm, okay. But she's like, no, so no. let's go. Like, Julie and Julia is the same accent to me as The Post. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. And she's also, Julia Child. Very distinct voice in one. <laughs> Hers the other. And she's just kind of like, or, I'm misplaced. Okay. But yeah. She just has the same accent everywhere. And it bugs me. Fair. Wait, so, so like I somebody think do we'll an have... actor tear down. I'll do Meryl Streep. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Actually, Annie, don't you think for a Meryl Streep teardown or like the... It would be really fun to have Bobby, who's also Sagittarius, and John both talk about Meryl Streep because they'd come to it from very different vantage points. Yeah, it would be really fun. Because here's the thing about the post, John. The movie I found pretty boring um, and like a little bit too overdone. Like when she, Meryl Streep, is like leaving the courtroom after like winning her case why are there only women around to her who like yep. in this crowd of people who are like looking at her? I was like, Oh, come on. Like you're pressing it too hard. But her caftan, the gold caftan. caftan in that movie is worth all of the money it costs to make it. I didn't I, even notice that. Now I'm going to have to rewatch well, it. In spite we'll of also book. put that up on our Instagram. I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like another, another issue that I've got with that movie and so, like overall, I thought it was—I thought it was good. Your top Tom Hanks, you know, this is a loose list. Um, but like, what bugged me is that they didn't really make her seem like she, like she was in a place to make this decision. Like they—they they made it seem like she was so incompetent the entire movie. And you know, everybody's doubting her, doubting her, doubting her. And then, so like to me, that took away from the decision at the end. Like it didn't necessarily seem like she made the decision based More on all than- the facts. It was just like, here she is. She has to make a 50-50 coin flip, and she went with the right one. Thank God, because before this, nobody trusted her to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt like they didn't actually couch that very well. So I'll say that. Agreed. Okay. But wait, there was another movie on your best... Okay, okay. No, it's not on your best list. Let's talk about a second, like, early, early, early Tom Hanks. Big. Yes. Big to me is weird AF. I don't really <laughs> like it. It's like, it's I maybe coming from like a teacher point of view, it seems very predatory. And like, I understand that like, he's this little kid that's like grown up, but it feels very predatory. Yeah, like, like the only it. thing standing between Tom Hanks and dating this woman is his age because his personality is a total match. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would hold up in our Me Too era. No. But how do you say that? Is it you know what? Let me just throw this. Let's throw big on its ear for a minute. If it's reverse and it's like this, and actually thirteen going on thirty. I yeah, think thirteen I'm going on thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thirteen going on thirty. Concept. No, no, no. But thirteen going on thirty. I think they very explicitly did it was like the exact opposite of big because big the scene where he has sex is like very exciting right. and then in 13 going on 30 she's like horrified and she was like why are you like taking off your pants and like it was like she was like running outside <laughs> right and i would i would argue that 13 going on 30 is different because it's a 13 year old who wakes up herself just as a 30 year old whereas big Everything else is the same except for him. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah, think that yeah. that changes it. But he still is at his parents' house. Yeah, yeah, which it, makes it creepy. You know what? I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Not a professional watcher. No, you know, I guess I, you actually witnessed me live putting together that those are the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> and big. Apparently... I'm about to take a... That's an ego hit. (laughs) Not as smart as I thought. That's good to know. It's good to know about yourself every once in a while. Also, also though, I think you have to give yourself credit in that Annie and I are much more the target audience for Jennifer Garner romantic comedies than you. 
I have yeah. seen right. that movie. But like, I'm sure I've seen more Jennifer Garner movies. I went to the theater to see um, Miracles from Heaven. I thought you were going to say Electra. I'm glad you didn't go that way. Electra is not a good movie. It is not. Um, I mean, Miracles from Heaven is not a great movie, but was it the most fun I had in the theater that year? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's like the current one she's she's got out. Um, she's in a movie, uh, Peppermint, the Peppermint. fighting one. She's, she's also in a movie that was directed by Judy Greer of sidekick fame. Yes. Um, that actually it's a trailer. I'm not sure if it's a real movie. Theoretically it's released in theaters in LA. I'll have to send you the preview because it like absolutely everyone is in this movie. It's like Keanu Reeves and Jennifer Garner and everyone. But okay. not Tom Hanks. No. That was not a good description, but I'll do better. Um, <laughs> yes, right. I don't ask for much, but better than that. <laughs> okay. So, n- Big. Pro- okay, what I will say, though, about Big is the young boy, the guy who plays, like, little Tom Hanks, I think was very well cast. He's also plays David in the Newsies, and I love that connection. Well, I lost you. What's he in? Same. He's in he's in Newsies. He plays David. Hmm, Newsies. David. So out of all the people in Newsies you pull, not Christian Bale, but the guy who plays the kid in Big. <laughs> That's your celebrity pull. I enjoy that. I mean, yeah, it's the most exciting. Definitely. Yeah. I don't have enough information about Newsies to contest that, actually. Shocking. Okay, so wait, this is sidebar. This is who else is in Judy Greer's uh, directorial debut. Jennifer Garner, John Cho, Allison Janney, Katie Holmes, Bradley Whitford, Rob Riggle, Common, Anders Holm, <laughs> Kumal Nanjani. Like it's like the it's like a the cast Whoa. goes on for days. I'll have to send you the trailer. Yes, please do. That's insane. And she's in thirteen, going on thirty. Very yeah. fitting. Indeed. Okay, so other than big, what else is in the top ten? So you're problematic. Me too. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just You're go ahead with big. Pick. Big was a nostalgic <laughs> pick, and I regret it obviously. So I'm actually physically moving that the bottom comments. <laughs> <laughs> the list has been. You don't adjusted. need to do that. It, it's happened. It's already. And actually, you know what? The post is going too. <laughs> We're just really tearing down Tom Hanks instead of building him up, which no, is I know. sad. That's a, well, that's what happened when I was putting this list together. I think it was really pity calls it's like you know what you've been pretty hard on tom like let's put some movies up there the list is a little bottom heavy and now i regret that okay so what else is on the, what's on the top list though all the toy stories are like incredible yeah yeah and i'll just go out on a limb and say this is not much of a limb i've enjoyed every pixar movie except for the cars films and incredibles too you like oh. wally i love wally i own wally i will watch it this evening if you if you trash it so to speak. I mean, yeah, Don't you have I Survivor will. to watch. <laughs> I, Danny, he's a prof- <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot going on outside of work, so. <laughs> Annie, he's a professional watcher like me. He can do what he wants. Exactly. I, you guys are both professional watchers. I like it. What do you do with mm-hmm. your time? For the listeners <laughs> at home, there were air quotes around that. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
I, yeah. I've watched a lot of awesome. all the boys I've loved before. <laughs> what do you do? The Netflix all the... movie to all the boys I've loved before. It's on Netflix. It's possibly the greatest film of all time, easily this year. <laughs> Have you not heard of it? No. Also, I only... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, one thing we haven't talked about in terms of Tom Hanks, and I do want to discuss, is Catch Me If You Can. Yes, on my list, but go ahead. I'm in. No, no, no. I I would love to elicit your thoughts. was mostly... I think, because it is a cool film in that we see two actors who, assuming Leonardo uh, DiCaprio doesn't go, like, crazy, both of them will have such substantial careers um, and will have done work of importance throughout decades, which is rare. Um, and it's like, it, I think it's an interesting juncture for both of them. And since we talked about Jennifer Garner, it's also a good connection because that was one of her breakout roles as well. Yes. Yeah, that's right. She was in that. Um, yeah, I, I actually that kind of touches on the big problem as well. We're working our way around all of this because I think at the time, um, God, what his name's escaping me now. It's Henry. Come on, he's. I know the. I know Tom Hanks's character's name. I can't remember DiCaprio's for whatever reason. Frank Abagnale. Boom. Oh yes. <laughs> I believe yes. he was underage at the time he met up with Jennifer Garner in that film. But I digress. Um, oh my gosh. So like the first time I watched Catch Me If You Can, I absolutely despised it. Actually, I thought it was so stupid, and like I was expecting a lot based on you know the star power at the time. And this is. God, almost 20 years ago now when that movie came out? Yeah, 2002. Um, but since then, I've gone back and watched it, and I've actually been much more amazed by like the antics, everything that he pulled off, the fact that it actually is mostly a true story. Um, it's like incredible, actually, like, what this guy was able to pull off. And I thought that DiCaprio did a pretty solid job depicting that, and I loved Tom Hanks in it, actually. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he was a believable. He was doing the Tom Hanks accent, which, <laughs> again, he did in the post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I love it. He and Steven Spielberg worked so well together because it's also like Bridge, Bridge to Spies, this Bridge of Spies. What yeah. is Bridge of Spies? Like that is a solid movie. Like it's, it's so well done, and I feel like at this stage in their careers, both of them work so well together um did you watch the spielberg hbo documentary i have not watched it yet it is on my list as we oh my gosh. i do have hbo go <laughs> yeah that was why I, no you really you really should because that one is interesting and i think spielberg as a director is fascinating part of my issue with the post is it really does seem apparent that he wants an additional oscar before he like bids adieu no, so life. Thought that was like a total pander. Oh, that was absolutely the post was an Oscar bait. Oh, 100%. I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah I would agree all that. Hank Street, it was Spielberg. All... Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And it's also political, but it's the type of political that even conservatives throughout the country can watch and feel as if they too have a stake in it. It doesn't like really. Nothing in it is co- that controversial, but it's also not problematic. Yeah, all the uh, which... Nixon fans that are left over aren't going to be offended. <laughs> well, 
Well, um, I mean, I also think though that um, like some of the movies that like are in production for him right now are also kind of this like Oscar pandering, right? So like the Mister Rogers movie, I I think it's going to be great. I also think it's because he wants an Oscar. I mean, same with he's doing um, a man called Uve, um, which is a great book. Um, and I mean, I think he could probably get it, you know. Um, I don't, I don't think that one. Will, that, I don't think that one will be Oscar bait. That one will really? be similar. That one's going to be similar to Saving Mr. Banks, which I'm really upset you haven't seen, John. That's another one. It's a great movie. It's not. <laughs> it's it's Disney. I it. No, the thing with Saving Mr. Banks is it's Disney telling its story when it could have been criticized. It's them telling their story before someone else can. Yeah, and I think that is a smart move indeed. Because there's a lot of story to tell that's not so uh, happy. We have absolutely, up until this moment, been ignoring Tom Hanks' greatest work. It is Carly Rae Jepsen's music video for I really, 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 really like you. But do you you know that? It's so good. So I I saw that was on his filmography, and of course... This is going to be stunning. The character he plays is just named Tom. Wait, John, have you never seen it? It no, is actually... Wait, okay. I want to watch you watching this. Like, I, I mean, it is perfect. It, it was like, so I remember good. the day someone sent me the, that music video and it was like a Saturday morning and I remember watching <laughs> it and loving it so much I jumped on my bed like for joy. <laughs> like, I was, was like, in probably, 2015, like, the yes. Most <laughs> thing. Yes. Oh, and then I proceeded to send it to literally everyone I knew. So, I'm glad you guys called out that is the best thing Tom Hanks has ever done. <laughs> oh, I, will, I love uh, it. I love second. it. I also love Carly Rae Jepsen. I've seen her in concert. She's so great. I'm only aware of the one tune, which I, again, I did find. Oh, well, I feel sorry for you. No, no, I I actually don't hate it. I don't know why. I can't bring myself to Bob didn't hate it either. I remember one point he turned to me. This summer it was on all of the time. He turned to me. He's like, my favorite part of this song song is when the violins come in and i was like what and <laughs> until that point i hadn't realized that there was a string solo in any of the song he's a sucker for crescendos let's be real <laughs> oh my God. Um, Guys, i'm listening to it or wait. watching it right now and i'll give it a go wait annie we should all watch John? it at the same time uh, i don't want to do this on Haley okay. eastern standard time time <laughs> <laughs> okay but annie needs to tell you the best thing that bob said to her this summer while she was living at home apparently annie made him so upset at one point that he told her he had to go to confession because of his anger towards her <laughs> yeah wow. i made that happen wow isn't that incredible i've been told a lot of things in my life by a lot of people no one's ever <laughs> told me that <laughs> yep. go to confession on account just, of my personality. So angry. <laughs> okay, so we have it. We've talked about how much we love I Really Like You. We have David S. Pumpkins, but I know that Sully means a lot to you. So I want, um, I feel like this is a really good point to talk about the meaning of Sully. 
the meaning of Sully. <laughs> so in seriousness, my favorite part of Sully is when he keeps turning to everybody after the plane's gone down. <laughs> He's like, he says something to the effect of, grab your coats, it's going to be bitter out there. <laughs> That's all he has to say to these people after he's just put this thing in the Hudson. It's like, hey, guys, I realize we're not flying anymore, but hey, it's cold out there. Grab your coat. Like, what a ridiculous thing to say. And I'm sure he did say it because I'm sure someone reminded him of it because it's in the movie. We all know Clint Eastwood would never stray from the fact. <laughs> okay. That's a movie that also. Didn't really get anywhere, so to speak, again. God, what a horrible yeah. pun. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, I love it because I hope it was unintentional. But, it was. Oh, my gosh. Um, excellent. Okay. Okay, but we also didn't talk, I meant to, Captain Phillips. This is yeah. also going to be the worst to edit. Thoughts on Captain Phillips? I really like it. <laughs> yeah, I loved Captain Phillips. I felt like a whole lot of that movie was given up in the trailer, if we're being um, honest. Yeah, considering most of America doesn't follow the news or doesn't follow news overseas, so they had no idea what was going on. <laughs> this huge container ship had been taken over and that Tom Hanks was on it. <laughs> and was inevitably going to save it. Um, but uh, from, a, I, from a Minnesotan taxi driver, right? What's so, yes. So that's my favorite thing about Captain Phillips. I enjoyed it just fine. Like, I thought it was entertaining. That's all I really look for for movies. So, like, cool. But I did love the fact that, like, Tom Hanks um, and the producers of this film. Was he a producer? I don't know that. I just assume I if know. he's a part of it. If he's attached yeah. to his playtown, I'd assume so, at this point. Anyway, he, somebody was in a taxi in Minnesota, which has the largest Somalian population anywhere in the united states and that actor who did a really good job was just the taxi driver and someone was like hey i think you're really compelling like would you want to be in this movie um and i think that's a really cool story that's how so that was i was like into it sorry that's how that was cast yeah i did not know that and then he got nominated for best supporting actor no oh, he did like an incredible job actually and that's the thing like the movie very clearly is just like a to b there's not like a whole lot of outside movement like it's obviously it's like super i thought apparent how it was gonna ultimately end obviously well, i knew but, the news um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also paul i mean it's directed by paul greengrass and paul greengrass is very good at what he does is yeah, yeah he's born identities yeah green zone is good united 93 bloody sun like he doesn't he make for, he not care for the green zone <laughs> for another time Okay. I mean, that I would love to revisit it because at a certain stage of my life, I was obsessed with Matt Damon and I like made a point to see everything he was in and I would defend it to like the grave. And I don't feel that way about Matt Damon anymore. So it would be interesting. Yeah. He's made he a lot of really big moves. I, terrible movies. I, yeah. Recently. I mean, but a terrible one that he didn't make or that he did make. Not a terrible movie that he did make with Tom Hanks. Check out that segue, people. <laughs> oh, that was well done. Well Sam done. Private Ryan, I thought was like, on a very serious note, like pretty much a flawless movie. I thought it yeah. crossed the board. Super yeah. well acted. Really well yeah. done. It is. You have your Spielberg connection. So to close, 
lovely listeners and John, we ask ourselves, what is our favorite pop culture thing in the world this week? And that can be anything. It can be any form of media, whether book, article, song. Oh, I know mine. Can I do mine? Please. Okay, so um, I have been, I don't know why, yesterday morning I woke up and I was like, I need to listen to Chance the Rapper. Like, and I love Chance, I've seen him in concert, but like, I don't listen to him like all that frequently, uh, but I was listening to like his whole discography on uh, Spotify, and he did this song with DJ Khaled, who I also love very dearly, and I don't know why I didn't know this song, and it's called I Love You So Much, and it's literally just DJ Khaled and Chance the Rapper talking about how much they love their kids, and at the end of the song, Chance sings the ABCs, and then they're like, show me where your eyes are, (laughs) show me where your nose is, (laughs) and it is my favorite thing to happen this week. I like can't stop listening to it because I'm like, this is amazing. That doesn't even sound like a song to me. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm not sure I can beat that. Okay, to share, because I feel like I'm not going to be able to find that, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, I'll I'll send it in the email right now, the email chain. Okay. All right. I'm making you go next, Eleanor. I don't know. I'm, I'm... All okay. my sport related, so we seem dumb right now. What? No, but that's awesome. Um, so for me, I'm reading this book on a friend's recommendation called Weapons of Math Destruction, so M-A-T-H, and it's this former financial analyst who, after the financial crash of 2008, started looking at how algorithms have been, that were usually in some intended for harm, but some intended for good, like in criminal justice systems, have actually ended up creating a lot of organizational systemic problems. And I've been learning a lot, but for me, learning about the for-profit college system has been fascinating. And it's really sad to think about like how people fall for it and the ways that people take advantage of all of the information that we give them for free online all of the time. So I've really enjoyed that, but I'm also a huge nerd. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually, been great. During that <laughs> rant, I almost joined yeah. in. <laughs> but um, I actually came up with mine. The And I'm plugging another podcast within this podcast. We do it all the time. Has anybody listened to the Dr. Death podcast i realize i'm not breaking any ground here it's number one currently it is incredible really it is it's so good it's like immediately like right away when you listen to them and like i I searched for some podcasts but immediately it was compelling and it's like the story that just keeps getting stranger and like it kind of wraps up it wraps up like you think it probably will but like the story itself is incredible and i highly highly recommend it and i'm into serial season three that just came out as well. If anybody's checked that out. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So many things to do. Uh, all right. So John, thank you so much for being a part of this Tom Hanks breakdown. And we will be back in touch because I want a Meryl Streep breakdown as well. So we'll just take down the most yes. beloved figures of white American movies. Yeah, I this feel like that theme is on the list now, too. 
entertainment is loved anymore. Like, people don't. I don't, so we're fine. People um, we'll be fine. If Eleanor doesn't, no one does. <laughs> Eleanor, yeah. as a professional, is the weather vein of Hollywood. I think that's fair. She's the closest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay, John, thank you so much. Annie, is there anything else in our wrap-up? No, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Email us. Come be a guest. We can talk more about our dad. <laughs> Which is like Bob's whole thing with the podcast is he is convinced that he is the strongest selling point. And he, because we had a star. We had a couple of friends like when he's been on like text and be like, oh, that's like your dad was so funny. And we made the mistake of telling him that. And now he's convinced people only ever want to listen to him. And he's convinced that he's like a national star. <laughs> I hesitate to say he's not right. Ha, 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 ha.